Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to the INFJ Whisperer podcast, where I dissect all things INFJ. You are not alone anymore. There are others like you. Here we are again, Jamila and I. We should just be a duo. I should just change my channel to Jamila and Boom's channel. Oh um, my but gosh. I'm really, <laughs> I'm really excited again uh, to have her on the show. I mean, she's actually going through a lot of things in her life right now. She just had a little baby grandson come into the light, into the world, Dante. Um, so we're really excited. We had like a long conversation about it before we started recording. Uh, but I'm really excited for you, Jamila. Congratulations and thank, thank you again you. for coming on the channel. Oh yeah, you're very welcome. Of course, of course. <laughs> and today we'll be speaking about our favorite topic, or at least an INFJ's favorite topic, uh, narcissistic people, narcissism, personality disorder, and just narcissism in general. And of course, why we're like, you know, attracted by, or narcissistic people are attracted to us and, you know, what they are all about. How can we shut them up? You know, how can we stop criticizing? How can we get them to stop criticizing us or not feeling so bad when they do? And lots of other things. So uh, Jamila has a really interesting viewpoint on this. I wanted to share this with you. And so I'm just going to let it go to you. Please go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So I think the first thing that I want to do is make the distinction between narcissistic personality disorder and someone who's being egotistical, right. because those are actually two different things. Okay. So um, if you are, say, walking down the street and you can, quote unquote, spot a narcissist, then that's not the one with the personality disorder. That's most likely someone who's being egotistical because an egotistical, so so an egotistical person is probably being outwardly, look at me, look at me, da, 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 you know, mm-hmm. acting in a way that, that people would find really annoying. Um, and because that is our casual definition of someone being narcissistic. Right. That's what we use kind of our, our public, our casual general populace. However, in the clinical world, narcissistic personality disorder is not that. It, it kind of looks like that, but it doesn't come from the same place. Mm. So when you're talking about narcissistic personality disorder, you're basically talking about someone who has no internal sense of self, no internal sense, which means that they rely very heavily on everyone around them to identify, to to define their identity. So it's, whereas a person who's being egotistical, they feel great about themselves and they want you to feel great about them as well, Uh right? (laughs) Everyone's my minion. But but a, a person with narcissistic personality disorder, you don't spot them very easily right away because they are professionals. They are uh, really talented individuals. They are very intelligent individuals. Um, and, they're, and the way that they can draw you in, which I think speaks to our INFJ question, is because they're very, probably very meek, very mild-mannered, very pleasant. Um, you know, and they just seem to always have this bad luck or they seem to kind of really always put themselves down and then you hype them up. Mm -hmm. And, and, but that's part of the cycle is that, you know, you can't get anyone to pay attention to you if you're just an ordinary mediocre person. 
So usually someone with that personality disorder probably has a super high talent, you know, mm -hmm. but they don't see it that way. They, they, so let's say, you know, someone has achieved like four or five degrees, educational degrees, uh -huh. right? That was probably necessary in order for others to admire them, in order for others to uh, seek out their expertise, in order for others to come. So basically, they're doing the things that draw other people in, that don't necessarily... Um, that being egotistical will, will actually push people away. They don't want to do that. They want to draw you in. Mm -hmm. So they draw you in as this nice, sweet, wonderful, talented person who probably just doesn't see the worth inside themselves. And so here you are hyping them up at every turn. Mm -hmm. And every time something goes wrong, you're hyping them up. And every time this, and you're hype, not realizing that they're sucking you dry because they have nothing internally. They have not like nothing has been developed. <clears throat> nothing has been developed internally that says I'm worthy or I'm intelligent, even if no one's around me. Does that make sense? Yes, so yes. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's just this idea of everything that they define themselves by has to come from the external, mm. <clears throat> excuse me, has to come from the external um, because they have no internal reserves. So they suck you up right? Basically, yeah. they suck you up and they can live on that for a day or two, uh -huh. but then they need more and they need more. And, and you're not the only one. There's probably a whole network of people around them that they're drawing from because that's what, that's what they need every day. So imagine, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the iron lung. This is an old old medical technology that they use to keep a person alive where literally um, because of polio, their body was uh, paralyzed and their body literally could not respirate. And so they had to be put inside this iron lung and it, it had to simulate the breathing for them. You cannot exist outside of that iron lung, right? Because your body will not breathe. So that's kind of like a person with this personality disorder without you, without other people they they don't have an identity at all so it's really a really sad situation when you think about it yeah. um the thing about any personality disorder is the person with that disorder doesn't know that they have one um because you're talking about dna level belief systems dna level uh life perception you know if this is how i see life so there's no changing behavior. There's no, oh, you need to see this from a different perspective. Like how? Like how do you see life differently from the way you see it? Right. How do you change it? Mm -hmm. You, you kind of can't, <laughs> you know. Who, whose perspective do you take on? Um, and, and how does that counteract everything that you've been raised up in? Like, like we're talking about this is a perspective from the very beginning from childhood you know, this, I don't have my own identity for whatever reason that it forms that way. Um, I don't have, my identity is defined by who likes me, who responds to me, who's happy to see me. And that's how I see the world. Yes. So how do you get someone to change that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can't, you kind of can't. So, so that's something to be taken in consideration. So when you talk about well, they need to do better or they need to change their behavior or can't they see that they're hurting me or can't they see that they're draining me? No, not really. Mm -hmm. Because you're, you're essentially talking about their self-preservation and are they going to step outside of their self-preservation to see what they're doing to you? Not really. And not out of any kind of maliciousness. It's just this is, this is what I need to survive. You know, I, I need you to respond to me in whatever way I get you to respond um, for my survival. Wow. And yeah, and, and that's it. So, um, so then when we talk about, so considering that, considering that they are 100% dependent on you responding to them in, in a way that they need you to respond. Um, like I said, it, it, it comes out as someone who's like su somebody who is super talented, someone like who might be a super talented cho uh, choreographer. Right. Um, 
where you might say, oh, I love it if I have a large class of people who are willing to take my class, for them, they need it. So if the class numbers dip, so does their self-esteem. So, so does their, you, you know what I'm saying? Like it's that dependent, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so if you think about, if you're dependent, if they're dependent on other people providing them with self-esteem, like we're dependent on food, how would you feel if someone tried to take that away from you? Yes. Yes, of course. That's where the gaslighting comes from. So the gaslighting is not some random act of, of being mean. Mm -hmm. It's actually a, a defense mechanism because you're threatening their access to their self-esteem via, via you. Yes. But yes. so if you say to them, you know what? I don't like the way that, you know, we're always having to wait for you 20 minutes for you to arrive. And, you know, we're just going to start leaving, you know, now, now the, the person with the personality disorder, the reason why they're arriving late is because you have a bigger emotional reaction than if they, if they were to arrive on time, yes. you know, I, and, and I mean, it's just, it's just that intricate. It's just that it makes no sense to us who have our internal sense of self, yes. but it makes total sense to them. Mm -hmm. So they arrive late because they get a bigger emotional reaction. People seem to be more relieved or people seem to give them five minutes of attention, even if it's, you know, why are you late? But it's, it's an extra focused attention that says, I must really be important because you care that I'm late, mm -hmm. right? And so if you say to that person, you know what? The next time you're late, we're just not gonna be there. We're gonna leave. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm that is a threat that is a threat yes. in which case they will they will go for you know to say whatever to you about whatever <laughs> you know to to essentially insult you but the idea is to get you to abandon that idea of leaving them you know, so the idea is, is to get, they're going to insult you. It's, it's kind of counterintuitive, but they're basically going to insult you to say, well, you know, oh, so you're going to leave me for being late. But what about, you know, this other time when, when I stood here for you and did this for you and, and what about this? And, and, or, or how about, yeah, you probably are one who, who likes to leave on time. You sound just like your mother, you know, you know like they're, they're going to, what they're, <laughs> what they're really doing is they're trying to defend keeping you engaging in these behaviors the way that they need you to engage in them yes. uh, and so they're going to insult you into it <laughs> right. like it, it's it's them fighting it's, it's like if someone took food out of your hands you're going to fight them you're going to slap their hands or whatever to get your food back yes. you know they're, yes. they're doing the same thing <laughs> they're doing that the same thing sense, so not, yeah but you know i'm always uh, I'm, I'm just going to add something here. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, I just find that I, the lot of the, maybe it's just the kind of narcissistic people that are attracted to me, but a lot of them have a lot of um, tragedies in their life and mm -hmm. uh, misfortunes galore, right? Mm -hmm. Literally, like everything mm -hmm. in their life is completely in shambles. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And like you know, their their iPhone broken, and their their laptop broken, and they lost their wallet, and then they their boyfriend left you know like I mean literally like a string of misfortunes yeah. follows them around as if they're like Madonna Cinderella syndrome exactly yes. and it just makes me feel like are they creating these situations it actually it confuses me uh but also it's, like, um, why? it's so fascinating to me you know um yes actually <laughs> <laughs> um even though they may not be conscious of it so um yeah. I, I think I told you about a, a while ago I told you about a friend who I, I labeled his behavior as long range self-sabotage, almost like uh, ch using chess moves to self-sabotage. Wow, really? So, okay. So like he, he owns a, a vehicle that he does not take in for regular maintenance. Mm -hmm. Well, you can keep driving your car, you know, and uh, I think on one particular occasion, you know, his tires, they needed to be rotated. They needed to be changed, period. Yes. Yes. But he kept driving on them, driving on them, driving on them. So wearing them all the way down wow. to the point where they were bald. Now he would point out to you, yeah, my tires are bald. I don't know what I'm going to do, which of course is supposed to elicit that emotional reaction yes. man come on get it together day. you know um but at the same time continuing to let that go continuing to let it go and so then ultimately having a blowout oh god um that's so dangerous it, it is dangerous but the thing is he knows how to change a tire so it's not that dangerous is it oh. but it, <laughs> yeah see we we know how to take care of ourselves in certain regards but 
to tell people I just had a blowout that elicits a huge response right yes. because when I got the phone call and I happened to be on the road at the time I drove an extra hour out of my way wow. uh, to go and be helpful and to be encouraging and I bought breakfast and I did you know did all yes, these extra yes. things and ended up sitting with this person almost all day wow. over a blown tire yeah. You know, now, of course, anyone who blows a tire, you want to be helpful. Yes. yes. But but the, the level of emotional support that he needed over a blown tire, if me looking back at, at it in retrospect, I'm like, I don't think I, I mean, yeah, <laughs> drop me off where I need to go. But sit yes. with me for eight hours. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't wow. know if I would have needed that. But, but yeah, so it's, it's what I call long range sabotage. So it, in the moment when that horrible thing happens, um, it's of course unexpected, but what could you have done to prevent it? Like 10 steps back, 15 steps back, you could have changed your tires. You could have, you know, kept up with the maintenance. You, you, you know, there's a million things you could have done that this would not have happened, or at least would not have happened in this fashion. Um, I'm trying to think of another scenario. This one's a bit more horrible, but it will it will sell the point. Um, so I had a friend who was dating a, a, a narcissistic female. Mm-hmm. And the way that she kept people engaged was she had a lot of money. So she kept people engaged in her lives because she would buy them things or or if they spent time with her, they would go to elaborate dinners or they would go to events and you know, things that she paid for, and that kept a core set of people in her life. Mm-hmm. Now um, unfortunately, the relationship that they had was one that involved a lot of drugs. Obviously, with her having a lot of money, she could get some super high quality drugs. So whenever he ticked her off or tried to withdraw attention or tried to whatever that was not suited to her, she would disappear for three days. So if you disappear for three days and you're addicted to a drug, three days of withdrawal. Yes. Oh, my you're God. Poor. It is. It is. You're, you're dying. Yeah, you're dying. And so then she shows up on the third day with the new magical bottle of pills and then you'll do anything to get back in her good graces. And then, of course, now that you've learned your lesson, you will do anything to stay in her good graces because otherwise she could disappear again. And so it it, it looks vindictive and well, it is, but but it serves a purpose. The idea is to get you to stay where you are so she can continue to build and, and have that constant source of self-esteem. That, that's the goal. I need mm-hmm. this constant source of self-esteem. I need this constant source of external validation. You're going to do this for me, or I'm going to punish you into doing it or, or into, into staying in place, you know, or I'm going to find a way in, in, in some, in this guy, in this case, she found a way to have an advantage. Mm-hmm over someone. And, and that might also be the case with, I don't know, with INFJs that this person gets kind of an emotional advantage because once you're in a relationship, you know, there's a tendency to want to keep, you know, try to keep things smooth and keep things non-confrontational. Um, and so if they know that they can have some sort of emotional advantage over you, then they can keep, you know, hitting you in that spot to get you to comply. Because if I make things difficult for you, then you're just going to do whatever I want you to do, which is exactly what I need you to do. So it's it's complicated. It's so complicated. And it's like, it's really sad. So it's a little bit sad because you you would think that they could spend all that mental energy on, I don't know, like bettering themselves. And that would be like easier, you know, like building their self esteem. But that's the thing. Well, maybe not building their self-esteem, but they do better themselves. They better themselves externally. Education. Uh, People who suffer from this disorder are not easily spotted because they're so likable. mm -hmm. They're so talented. They're so wonderful. You want to get to know them because they look so interesting. They're not out there bodybuilding and they're just, you know, here, you know, you know, they're, 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 they're just super talented people um, that, that you would assume you could have this normal interaction with and hang out with and, and build this great relationship with. Um, and to a degree you can until you start to realize that they really need you all the time. And there's not a, a, there, there's no natural ability to separate from you and go do their own thing. Or if you say you're going to go do your own thing and they get angry with you and you're like, but I'm coming back, you know, you know, you know, 
So that's what I'm saying. People with the personality disorder are very hard to spot. I mean, you're talking about the diagnosis rate is only one or two percentage points because they have to, well, if you think about it, like I said, a person with a personality disorder does not know that they have a personality Mm -hmm. disorder. This is life. So this, this, this is my perspective. I don't know that my perspective is wrong or, or, or incongruent with the rest of the world. It's just my perspective. Mm. So if, if I've made it work this entire time, because it's not even about you as an individual. And and that's the other thing you have to understand that their relationship with you is only for the self-esteem. So if you were to totally go away, if you were to just cut ties and get away from them, you're replaced. You're replaced, you know, with 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 whoever comes in next, because we got to keep the self-esteem going, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So so that's the thing with 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 someone in this predicament, they have no sense of I'm gonna run out of friends, or I should treat people differently, or I should uh, yes. and even the ones who go to therapy. Therapy is still really hard because we're so behavior-based. Change your behavior to accommodate the other person. And they can do that. If, if you tell someone with this disorder that you know being on time and being pleasant actually keeps people in your life, that's all they're going to hear. Oh, a new strategy. <laughs> it doesn't change that core perspective. All it is is, oh, you just gave me a better strategy of how to keep these external sources coming to me. Okay, catch more flies with honey. Okay, I'll be nice. I'll give gifts. I'll do, you know, but they won't get it that it's good to be nice to people because it's a good thing to do. They won't, it, it's just a new strategy. Because again, you haven't, that therapist has not given them the transplant of internal self-esteem. They still don't have it. Yes. And how can you give that to someone? A couple so of things it's a that come to my mind here, Jamila, is that um, I noticed for myself, when I first started, when I was much more immature and I first started attracting a lot of, or realizing that I'm attracting a lot of narcissistic people, I actually assumed first that I was narcissistic myself. You know, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I must be like them. I must be oh, because the like well. attracts like. Yeah, 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 like yeah. attracts like. They're like, oh, they must see something in me. They must see exactly the same person in me. And that's why they're like attracted to me. Of yeah. course, I had to like get rid of the notion very quickly because I like, know it's not true. And uh, as you said, narcissistic people don't know that they're narcissistic. So the fact that I'm, I'm yeah. even asking that question and a lot of INFJs asking that question too, uh, mm-hmm. it, it definitely in- instantly shows, hey, you have self-awareness. You're actually thinking about this. You're kind of blaming yourself, which is something a narcissistic person would never do. It's never their no. fault. Ever, no. ever, ever. It's never, no matter what no. they do, it's always the other person's fault. It's the universe's fault, but not their own. And the second exactly. thing, yeah, and the second mm-hmm. thing that I wanted to say before uh, I would love to hear your perspective on it is that I think that the reason why INFJs get really angry with narcissistic people is not because of the fact that you know they, they suck us dry emotionally. It's because it's a very one-sided relationship. It's like yeah, there's no give and take. There's only take, 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 and a hundred times take. You know, like it's like well, wow. Ah. Well, look at it like this: How much do you give a plate of fried chicken? Right. <laughs> how, how much do you give back to a plate of fried chicken? No, you're you're totally consuming it. Yes, you're or, right. Or, or a plate of, or a plate of vegetables or, or fruit. Yes, yes, yes. Where's yes. the give and take in that relationship? Yes. There is none. Yes. Total yes. consumption. That's yeah, what this very is. Good way of looking at it. Yes. You you are a source, and I, and I don't mean to be so crude, but really, you're a source of food. Yes. You're you're you are their source of self esteem. They are looking for you to validate on all levels you are a source of food Mm -hmm. so you're right there there's no now there might be some low level reciprocity um but like like on a very very basic level of i i think they they would call 911 if you got hurt like there's some basic level i'm not trying to be funny i'm just saying (laughs) there might be some basic level reciprocity but if you're looking for that emotional depth and that 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 balanced relationship and and I'll, you're not going to get that and again not because they're being mean or manipulative it just doesn't occur because i need you to be my it, they can't give you what they don't have 
They, they can't give you what they don't have. If they don't have that internal self-worth that lets them stay grounded in the world, what, what can they assist you with? What can they give to you to lift you up? They still need to be uplifted. <laughs> you know, they, they don't have a grounding source. They don't have, you know, wow. so, so what can they possibly give you? They, like I said, on a surface level, they can give you sex. They can give okay. you gifts. They can, they can, you know, engage in, in some actions that you might like, but they most likely, they like these actions as well. So really it's still kind of self-serving. Um, but yeah, they don't have anything to give. <laughs> they don't have anything to give. Um, and, and so if you see it from that perspective, you, you almost do feel sorry for someone mm -hmm. who just does not have that. But now that does not mean stay in a narcissist, no, it does not mean that at all. It is because you will be sucked dry mercilessly. Yes. You know, but at, what if uh -huh. what if your parents are narcissists? And that's something that a lot of INFJs deal with. Like, how do you deal with that then, Jamila? Like, I mean, you can't leave. Well, sometimes you. Can't I mean, leave. well, you, even though you can't help who your parents are, you still have to put those boundaries up, as hurtful as that might be, because the dynamic is never going to change. And I think that's the 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 message that needs to be understood that whatever that dynamic is that you became aware of it's not going to be any different just because you're aware of it uh, does that make sense so they're um, never going to change no no matter how much you talk it, to it, them it, or have conversations with oh, them oh certainly not certainly not no because if therapy a third party who's trying to intensively work on you can only make hmm. a, a crack of a dent then who are you? I mean, not to be not yes, to be yes. funny, but really, who are you as a casual individual who's angry and frustrated? And that's the only reason why you're bringing this to the table because you're angry and frustrated. You're not using any consistent therapeutic interventions. You know, you're not, you know, mm -hmm. so you're not creating this environment where they have to make certain decisions. And certainly if you're in the child position, what power do you have? Yes. You know, as the child, they've been on the earth for decades before you came along. So this personality style is, or this disorder, this personality is, is ingrained, has been in place long before you were considered, you know? So how does it go away just because you're hurt? And I hate to phrase it that way, but really, how, yeah. how this this is I mean that that'd be like if you told me that it hurt your feelings for me to be black how how do I how <laughs> can you Jamila do something about it exactly what what am I gonna do yeah the the best I can do is maybe put a bag over my head or maybe put on some 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 makeup but I'm still me yes <laughs> you know right. like I can't it, it doesn't go away just because you're offended you know right. so so I mean I'm just using that just to kind of mm -hmm. illustrate how how pervasive this is this is a perspective this this knows deeper than a perspective this is DNA this is who I am. Mm -hmm. So it's not something that you can talk somebody out of. Wow. You can't talk me out of being black. <laughs> you can't, you can't, you can't, uh, a, a piece of fried chicken cannot talk a person into having a give and take relationship. You know, it's, it's, it's just not going to happen. Not like uh, that. Because again, what would it look I really love you. What, like, would it yeah. what would it, it would require an internal sense of self yeah that we don't have it would require self-awareness that they don't have mm -hmm. so so well, how, how can i change my behavior if i don't even have a solid identity my identity is only as good as the people i have around me today mm -hmm. so or really the only thing that, and the reason why they appear to be narcissistic in the casual sense of the word is that they have developed really good strategies of keeping people around them mm. so their life so so their their life their is really a series of strategies of of keeping so yeah walking into the room and everybody oh my gosh did you know that such and such says six phds oh yeah let's go talk to them and people flocking around them that looks like and, and then of course them eating up all that that attention 
Um, yeah, it looks narcissistic in the casual use of the word. It looks that way. But the reality is, is like, this is the, I, I, I practically killed myself to get six PhDs because I have to know that there's always going to be so many people around me wanting me around, pulling on my expertise. They want me around because that defines me. Wow. I can't, I can't be alone. You know, I can't, I can't just be left to consider my own self to be intelligent or my own self to be talented. I need other people to tell me that yeah. that's what validates me. I really want to add yeah, something it's, here. It's, I like, mm -hmm. I actually noticed this, um, like, this is something that I was actually quite confused by. And I'm really happy that you said this because I noticed this actual drive to uh, just constantly be moving and doing things and adding to their repertoire mm -hmm. of experiences mm -hmm. and knowledge and things so um I feel like at least the people that were in my life they were constantly just like just constant motion towards oh I need to do something more I need to I need to see this yeah. place so I can tell people that I've seen this place I need to yeah. get the scuba diving certificate so I can tell people that I'm a scuba driver yes. that I've gone deep water scuba diving I need to yeah. like uh, go to this restaurant because there's where everyone's hanging out and I want to hang out with all the cool people you know I want to hang yes. out with this this girl actually would tell me she's like I want to hang out with blonde people because they get a lot of attention in Bali I'm like yeah. ah. I mean so I noticed a constant like motion like and I, I mean I'm I'm very more I'm, I'm very active myself as well and I, I do a lot of things but it's just because I'm really excited about doing things these things and a lot exactly. of times people will not know that I've done them because it's not about talking to people about it it's about doing them because I love exactly. doing them you know but that it's is like, the difference and yeah. that's really like really a good point that you shared because it's like really I would look at them and I'm like oh my god I'm so tired just looking at you because this constant motion is just mm -hmm. it's draining you and you are drained by it but you can't stop and you can't exactly. stop yes because people habituate because think about it if I have if I have four PhDs mm -hmm. and and you've been around me long enough that's no longer going to be impressive to you so now I have to go and get a, either another PhD or I have to go and have another experience that will continue to impress you, that will continue to bring you towards me. Because otherwise you're going to be like, oh, that's just Jamila. You know, yeah, so, so I got to I got to ramp it up. I got to go more and more. I got to get bigger and bigger. You know, I've, I've got to do, you know, more elaborate things. And yes, it, it is tiring, you know, ultimately uh, having to put forth that dedication and you really wish someone who is so dedicated could could do it for better reasons but it's 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 the idea of okay yeah the idea is to keep you in awe your 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 awe-ness is it's what's fueling me you know you have to keep loving me and this is and and for some people high achievement is their definition of this is how people will love me by high achievement. Yes. Some people, yes. Cinderella syndrome. If I constantly stay a victim, this yes. is how people yes. will, will love me, uh -huh. you know? So, That's and so like I said, it's, yeah, it's, it's just so many. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You, you never really know the message, the, the message that the, the person is sending themselves about what the definition of love is, what the definition of their value is, but, but that's, so they're going to make it work however they make it work. Yes. Whatever it means to them, whether it's like you said, being in all the cool places, all every single one of them, mm. you know, yeah. and, and, and it's not, that's not, that's beyond FOMO. That's beyond fear of missing out. That's, I've got to be known for being the cutting edge person. If you read a magazine article, I got to be able to tell you that I was there when they were writing it. I, you know, like I, you know, because I need you to be impressed by me. I need you to want to be around me. I need you to, to, admire me but not just for admiration's sake but to let me know that I'm I'm worthy yes. that it's worth it that I'm alive and so know. that actually brings me to like one of the questions I asked you and when we were chatting about it you know they actually have this um I mean for the ones that I've been around at least first of all I noticed that all of them were burned out at a certain point in their life and they had to like literally they were like physically um, mentally mm-hmm. exhausted and they had to take time off from work and leave everything mm-hmm. because they burned mm-hmm. themselves out so that's actually really mm-hmm. interesting because now I'm looking back at it and I'm like, yeah, every single one of them actually had to go through burnout and, you know, to realize, okay, I need to slow down. They still didn't slow down, which is really right. the interesting thing, of course. It just took but, a break. Yeah, yeah they took a break. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. the funny thing is that like they will, and one of the things I really got annoyed with all of them for was like, please just shut up for a second and let someone else speak. Not even me. I don't want to even speak. I want someone else to be in, like, we're in a group and like mm-hmm. the entire time, if I could just record the conversation and play it back to them. It's literally like someone would be like, oh, you know, something about going to Paris. Oh, I've been to Paris and I blah, blah, blah. blah. And then like the, the entire conversation is about them. And then, you know, someone else would be like, oh, you know, I, I've decided to go take this course. And they're like, oh my God, I've taken this course. It was great. And, you know, like this and that. I'm like, oh my God, can you please like, okay. like let someone else get the spotlight for a bit. It's not such a big deal, you know, but. Oh, no, no, it is a big deal. Bad. It's, it is really, a big is it? deal. It is. Think about it. Okay. Again, I, I will go back to the fried chicken example. Let's uh-huh. say that I require three pieces of fried chicken to, to feel satisfied, let's just yes. say. Um, but you're asking me to pass my plate around and let everybody get a piece of my chicken. So by the time it comes back to me, I have way less than three. I'm not satisfied. I got to keep it to me. <laughs> so I've got to keep. So, so basically, the idea here is this. Um, we can, you're talking about a narcissist cannot share, not, someone with a personality disorder, let me be clear. Someone with a personality disorder cannot share the spotlight because there's a chance that that person will get everyone else's admiration. There's, so there's a chance that that person will get their food because you're supposed to admire me. You're, you're supposed to be my, you're supposed to be defining my self-esteem. If you go and you define or you go and you add to someone else's self-esteem, you're starving me. So I can't have you starve me. I have to bring the attention back to me. I, again, it does look obnoxious, but I have to bring the attention back to me for, for you to realize, oh, I'm, oh, you're great. Well, I'm still great. I'm greater than you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, you, you went swimming. I went swimming first though, you know? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I've been down. Yeah, yeah. I, I swim actually three miles. Have you seen the three mile mark? Because that's where the action is. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and I know it comes off as bragging. It comes off as cutting people off and not letting people have. But again, it's, it's about I've got to keep my food source going here. If, if someone's better than me, that, that is not acceptable. Because that means people are going to attend to other people. And so it's and, I, and I'm phrasing it like it's competition and it's not even really, I don't think it's really seen as competition per se. It's, it's seen as you're stealing my food. Mm. You're stealing my food. I, if I get less than what I require because you're trying to be great, 
then you're stealing my food. Now that will come out in different ways. You, you experience a kind of a mild version, which is someone who's constantly interrupting conversation. Um, it can come out in other ways. Um, I think I remember remarking to you that I believe in retrospect that my ex-husband was a narcissist. Mm -hmm. So one thing that my ex-husband would do is he would break my stuff broke my stuff anything that I had coming into the marriage prior no to the way. marriage yeah it was always an accident it was always an accident um so so when we so when we met like I had a computer he was using my computer for whatever but I noticed he would always pick it up by the screen like he would not pick it up by the base <sighs> right and and exactly and so my thing was why are you doing that you're going to bleed my screen like you're gonna you're gonna you know that whatever that yes that stuff that just bleeds so I'm like, why, why are you doing that? Like, stop doing that. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And so at first it was like, oh, I didn't realize I was doing that. Yeah. But then right. like other times I'd see him and he'd be literally, it'd be carrying it open, but carrying it up with his hand on the screen. And I'm like, stop doing that. Oh, and then God, it was just like, painful. no one's, no one's trying to break your computer. No one's trying to, you know, and everything just became this argument. But ultimately, obviously one day he went to pick it up and it, and it, it blacked out the screen. So what did that mean? That meant that we had to buy a new computer. And so now it was no longer my computer. It is now our computer. The new computer is now yes. our computer. So I don't have the advantage of owning something that he didn't own. Now we both own it. Um, and that, that went for almost everything. Almost everything that, that was mine including my cat <laughs> and including my daughter. He had a very hateful relationship with my daughter. He could not stand for me to go and check on her wow. because it took attention from him. Mm -hmm. Even if I would, if we're sitting in the living room, he's playing video games. I'm watching him play video games. I have nothing to do with it. I get up to go and see what my daughter's doing within two or three minutes. What are you doing? Hey, da, da, da. but you're playing video games with your friends. Uh -huh. Yeah. Like you don't need me, but it was like the, the whole idea of like, like I, I couldn't get, dude, she's a child wow. and she's my child. She's, yes. I've, I've got to take care of her. I've got to check on, I've got to, you know, I've got to do motherly things. Like I could not understand why it kept being this competition of attention wow. with him. I'm like, cause you're a grown man. You, <laughs> you know, like I couldn't, I couldn't get it. I couldn't, it didn't make any sense. But, but that was one of those things I was trying to pull and just try to keep all the attention over here to the detriment of everything else, to the detriment of everything else. Wow. Even when he played video games, he didn't just like, like, you know, you're playing with your teams, you know, you got people around the world playing with you. He didn't just play. He when when they go offline, he would play for an additional eight hours. So oh, he God. had all the, all the accomplishments and he had the highest stats and he had the highest whatever. So when they went to go play as a team again, he might as well be playing by himself. He's obliterating everything. Like it's no fun for the people who are still say on level 10 and he's on level 100. Yes. You know, because he's invested all that extra time to be the super duper guy, to be the super duper, you know, I've, I've already gone through these levels. I've already done all this and, you know, trying to look impressive, you know, and, and people are like, why are you doing that? Yes. <laughs> and then of course, when, when, when people are like, what are you, you like, I don't want to play with you anymore. Then the storyline becomes, they're jealous of me. They're jealous yes. of my talent. They're jealous. Look, I remember there was one time, um, because I play video games too. At one time, um, I joined on a different TV to play and I was actually really good at the game and the team really liked me. And at one point they were asking for me to join. Mm. Do you know, I got kicked off that team. Wow. My, my husband was like, um, no, she's not available. So like, wow. even though he was Mr. Number one, but because I took to it really quickly and was really good at it. And they were like, oh no, get your wife. Cause she's, she's great. Oh yeah. goodness. The minute they said that I was officially banned. Oh, gosh. I was not yes. allowed to play. Yes. You know, because I, the attention. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I remember this, like, this actually refrain, oh, everyone's jealous of me or like they're yes. jealous of me. Like this one comes yes. up a lot because mm -hmm. I do notice this in like a lot of the people that I've spoken to and I'm like you know it's sometimes I wanted to laugh at them and say you know is the whole world jealous of you because like literally it was yeah. like you know this person jealous of me and like oh no I went here and they were jealous of me and I'm like yes you know I think 
when you start like repeating these kind of phrases over and over again, you have to kind of turn the eye back onto yourself and say, okay, what, am, what role it. am I playing here? Because <laughs> it feels Can't a little do it. bit But like, again, that, that's internal sense of self, that self-awareness that does not exist. Right. So when they label these people as being jealous, okay, all you're saying is that you're not a food source. And so, and, and it becomes fodder for the people who are invested. And you're like, hey, you know, I went somewhere and I tried to do this and they were so dismissive of me or they were so jealous. I don't understand what I did wrong. Yes. And then you get, you get your, your people reassuring you and you get to know it's, you're super talented. No, keep doing the right thing. No, you know, you, you get, you get your feedback, you know? So, so the people I who are jealous, they're broccoli. I do, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> I apologize. I just got really excited. Um, so I do want to kind of reiterate the fact that there is a difference between being um, proud of who you are and actually literally mm -hmm. being accomplished and knowing mm -hmm. that you are, you know, talented and all that stuff. And, um, and the way I think narcissistic people do it because they are actually really talented. Like it is yes. true. They are, yes. they have a lot of talent. They, some of my yes. girlfriends who I talk about as being narcissistic, they're brilliant women, like literally yes. brilliant, accomplished yes, that is not a, women. That is not a put like on. They're not, that it's not, they're not lying about it. Like they are not right. lying about it, which is why it's kind of annoying because they're like, yeah, I get it. You're, you're, you're great. Um, <laughs> but the problem is that they actually can't hang out with people who are as accomplished as them. And they always hang exactly. out with people who are like, um, like if they're like the king of the jungle, they're hanging out with like the ants or like the, the exactly. toads, you know? Um, exactly. Like, and the so, ones who will admire them. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. And they can't be around people who are uh, at the same level or higher than them. So they never actually, I feel like they grow, but they don't grow to their potential because they really are smart and they could actually go do a lot of really cool things. But mm -hmm. because they kind of like, um, you know, the five people you hang out with are the ones who you're going to be they always hang out with like the chicken feet or like, I don't know, like roosters, like, whereas they, they yeah. have the potential to hang out with the queen bees, but they don't, you know, they just kind of like, oh no, like I'm going to hang out with these people. And so I really feel like, like, that's again, another thing is like, I always look at it as, you know, I would always say if I'm jealous of someone, I want to hang out with them because I want to know what they're doing so I can do exactly what they're doing. I can actually like learn from them. You know, like I mm -hmm. always look at it as like a signpost to be, oh, cool. So I really like this. I want to be like this, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's really fascinating. I'm really glad you brought that up. I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I find it so interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, so all of this at the end of the day, there is no self-awareness. There is no self-growth internally. There's a lot of growth externally. Resumes look beautiful, yeah. but there's no internal, there's no internal growth. And so someone with this personality disorder, as they accomplish in life, they're not doing it for altruistic reasons. They're not doing it because of, um, well, to a degree, they're doing it for a passion because it's easy for them. Like whatever it is they pick, it's something that they're interested in, something that they can do really well at. Um, but but it's not, it's not to be of service to anybody. It's not to even be of service to themselves. Like they don't sit back and feel like they've accomplished. They don't even do it for themselves. It's really, it is a tactic to keep people in their lives. So even they don't enjoy their accomplishments. But will they you know? ever run out of people to like uh, have, have be, be admired by? Like would they ever, no. like I feel like, no, never? No, really? I, well, I mean, we'll think, we'll think about it. When, when have you never run into a person? When have, when, at whatever point in your life and all of the, all of the time that you've been alive, have you been just totally alone, nobody around you to interact with at all? There's always someone around, I, I mean, outside of your apartment. I mean, I'm not talking about, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's always somebody. As right. soon as you step outside, there's always somebody. And like you said, and, and people who are regular everyday people are certainly plenty of those folks compared to people, you know, as they go up into specialties, you know, specialties, there may only be 10 people in that specialty, but there's, you know, hundreds of thousands of, of ground workers. So, yes, so yes. you, you, huge, huge food source. Yes, that's right. And, and it's, it's great, you know, to, to be you know, a, a big fish in, in a tank full of guppies, you know, it's perfect. I mean, it's, it, it's perfect because yes. you will always be admired by someone and, and you can even afford to, to push away the ones who are jealous. 
because you've got so many others who, who will believe what you say because you're super talented, because you're super attractive, because you're, you know, you're, you have all the things that they don't have, that they're going to naturally admire you from, for them, maybe from an inspiration point of view, but for you, Hey, but they admire me, you know? (laughs) So, so yeah, yeah, you never want to be in, in company with someone who has as many credentials as you or more. Mm. You never want that mm-hmm. because that splits attention, you know? Right. Uh, and, and it's not that you can't hold a conversation with these people. You certainly could. Yeah. But but you you won't get the attention part. You you they the person who has what you have is not going to admire you for having mm. the same thing. So That's so what's true. the point of us? So what's the point of us talking? If you and I have the same shirt on, who's gonna admire what? Who's, you yes, know? yes. I love that. <laughs> Actually, one <laughs> thing that came to my mind right now is um I noticed that um it's like um it's always like they're challenging people to um, make them admire them. Like I actually always notice this with, with the people, the narcissistic people in my life. They're always like kind of challenging me. They're always like, "Oh, so what have you done in this area?" And I'm like, "All right, let, let me give you my credentials." <laughs> and then uh, you know, I, I would be talking about like something like maybe investments, and I'm like, "Oh, you know, I love like I like to invest in this, this, this." And they're like, "Oh, you know, I wish someone could teach me how to invest, but no one can ever get to my level of like how like I could like." how I can understand it in my best fashion you know like it's just people are just like like they're they're just like too low right and I'm like you know you're challenging people in a way before they even start talking about anything you're challenging them to say hey you're not at my level already so maybe you should even just you should just shut up kind of thing and I just find it so funny yeah because hey look if you're my food source you need to stop trying (laughs) to not be my stop talking yeah stop, stop talking no yeah so so the thing is yeah they'll encourage yeah yeah you should, I, I could totally teach you but you know what like you need to have this in place you got to do this and you got to do this and you, gotta do. you know what how about this how about you come to me perpetually for advice mm. food source <laughs> you know or, or i'm happy to you know look over your finances or look over this or look over that for you and give you advice food source yeah. So again, I, you know, the narcissist stays in that top position. And so the person on the bottom will constantly admire, oh my gosh, I, such and such is just, I'm so glad they're in my life because they're constantly letting me know what I need to do. They're constantly, you know, keeping me in the loop and I would, I would die without them, you know? So it becomes, it's a weird manipulation. So, so it's like, you know, people, that's why people don't know they're in relationship with narcissists because it's yeah. either this this admiration component to it, like, but I love this person. Why would I not want to be around them? They're like, they're they're willing to spend time with me. Mm-hmm. I'm on the bottom of the rung, and they're the CEO, and they're willing to spend time with me. I'm not gonna mess that up, yes. you know. Yes. So so yeah, there, there's all kinds of ways to keep a food source going. It's yeah. it's uh, it's it's sad. <laughs> But but it's it's almost ingenious because that's why that's why I said if you look at someone and you say oh that's a narcissist no they're not <laughs> they're just ego, they're just egotistical if the person you can spot on day one that's just someone with an ego yes that is yes. not the person with the personality disorder and that that's what the problem here is Jamila because what happens is in the beginning all these people that come into our lives as INFJs particularly, because mm-hmm. we do attract a lot of narcissistic people. And that's something that we were talking about as well. The problem is that they seem brilliant and amazing and interesting, like you said, charming people. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, wow, I'm so excited. This is a new friend. And I really like hanging yeah. out with them. And in the beginning, it's like everything is roses. And then over time, you start, start seeing as, as a person, you're like, mm, there's something wrong here. And as an mm-hmm. INFJ, our intuition kind of starts beeping like really loudly in the back. We're like, no, shut up. It's fine. They're good. They're like, they're, they're mm-hmm. fine, you know? And we start, we're like, it's still beeping in the back. And then it gets louder and louder and louder because they kind of yeah. doing all these things. And you're like, that didn't make any sense. But you're like, okay, shut up. It's fine. I'm sure there, there's some re- reason for it. Mm-hmm. And, and then they do something else. And you're like, actually, that was really weird. And I, I really didn't like it. And then over time, yeah. sometimes actually, now it's very compressed for me, like over two, three weeks, I can figure out, okay, this person not, and I cut them off or yeah. like, uh, like, that's the, but like in the past, it would take me months to get that to that point. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, I 
why did i not yeah. see it right away you know so so that beeping that's your battery dying that's you <laughs> that's your body saying we're getting ready to shut down if you don't deal with this yes they yes. are draining us yes. we're being eaten we're down to the nubs now oh my god <laughs> yeah. yes yeah but, so but right. yeah um that see and that's the thing um, and I think now, now with INFJs and you, you correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, you guys are so giving yeah. that you actually don't require from the other person for a very long time, Yes. you know, and, and that, and I mean, cause even I, you know, I find myself in that position a lot cause yeah. I'm, I'm kind of self-aware enough mm. that I don't need a lot from other people. And so mm. if, if someone were to come into my life like that, I, I have a large giving resource. I don't yes. need to receive from you for a very long time, yeah. but by the time I do need to receive, and then I realize you can't do it. That's where the super yes. disappointment comes in because it's been years or it's been months. And you're like, wait a minute, I've been here for you this whole time. Yes. And now I'm kind of going through something that's a little, little stressful for me, a little cat, you know, it'd be really great to have my friend. And all of a sudden you're unavailable yeah. or you're still talking about your stuff. And I'm trying to talk about my stuff. Yes. Like, you know, that's yes. when you wake up to, oh, this is unbalanced. Yeah. This is... <laughs> You know, exactly. yeah. And so, yeah. but like you said, by then you've invested time and energy into what you thought was a really great relationship or a great friendship. And so then it really, it really starts to get you upset, hurt your feelings. Mm -hmm. And because you haven't required from them, you probably didn't notice the pattern. Yes. And so you're going to take this as incident of you know you're being really insensitive today well no they've been insensitive the whole time you just didn't need anything yeah. you know yes. <laughs> so they're really they're not what they're doing today is what they've been doing the entire time you're right. just now aware of it and so yeah. if you say to them you're being really insensitive or I can't believe you won't listen to me then you get the gaslight yes. then you get the defensive what do you what do you mean you know Are they and you know I yeah. I find a lot of them get super, really super angry, rage. like really yeah. angry. And you're like, okay, this is disproportionate to what I actually said. Yeah. I said, yeah. your dress looks, or whatever it might be like, you know, I said, your dress is too red. And you're like, oh my God, like the volcanoes of heavens are kind of like, I mean, like it's literally yeah. like disproportionate. And my yeah. mom does this a lot and she gets so angry. And I'll just be like, I'll just have said one little thing about this one little thing that doesn't matter that much. And all of a sudden the entire day is ruined. She's smashing things, throwing things, angry, mm -hmm. like yelling, crying. And I'm like, okay, what happened here? Like, where's this explosion coming from? Literally well, not I, understandable. Well, so, you know, for, for someone who's self-aware, that is really small. Like, oh, okay, I'm... Um, I, I'm wearing too much red. Okay, I'll just take off a scarf or I'll take off some earrings or I'll, I'll throw in a different splash of color. For someone who's self-aware, that's perfect. That, I mean, that's fine. But for someone who is really relying on their food source to right. admire them, yes. for you to offer a critique, no. <laughs> wow. No, that is not the answer. You're not supposed to critique me. You're supposed to admire me. You're supposed to tell me I'm beautiful because I need to hear that because otherwise I'm not beautiful. And so now um, you've, you've basically, you've told me that I'm not beautiful. Mm -hmm. you, you, even though you've critiqued this really small thing, you've told me that I'm not beautiful and that's a message that I need and you've just taken it from me or you've just knocked the food out of my, out of my hand and yes. I was really hungry. So now I'm angry. Now I'm hangry. Wow. Now I'm angry because you, you, you did not give me my message or I was getting ready to walk out the door to get my message. But now you've thrown in this, this, this doubt that I already have. That's the only reason why I go out for food all the time because this internal sense of doubt, I don't know who I am. I don't know who I am and I'm going outside to get what I need, but you just told me that I'm not dressed right. right. Ah! <laughs> wow. Why did you do that? You could yes. have let me walk by. <laughs> yes. Why did you do that? You have now ruined my day. Everything is your fault. Now I'm going to starve because of you, because I don't know, because my mind was set on this outfit. I don't know how to change it. I don't, I don't have the flexibility. So I'm starving today because of you. Boom. Yes. Thanks. You know, 
And as an INFJ, it's such a blow to us because we just want to be in harmonious relationships with our family mm-hmm. and friends and acquaintances and mm-hmm. friends and like anyone around us. And we just want to take care of them. And we want to be yes. nice to them. We want to pet them. Yes. You know, we want to be like, they're all like kittens. And we're like, oh my God, I just kicked a kitten. You know, it feels like, it feels like that much of a blow. It's like, oh my God, I can't believe I did this to this person. I'm a terrible human being. Like, I can't believe I, I could, I could be such a person. I thought I was nicer than that. And all of these doubts come into us and we all take the blame upon ourselves because we're so good at that. I know just a brilliant at this. Anyways, I should release. <laughs> and, 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 ultimately, and ultimately, what do you become? renewed food source yes. because now that you feel guilty about my ridiculous behavior yes perfect, because now you're not going to challenge me anymore yes. now you're going to tell me exactly what i need to hear now you're going to do whatever you got to do to keep it smooth for me you're yes. going to walk on eggshells even though i'm the one that smashed the glass you're yes. the one that's going to tiptoe yeah. yeah so yeah it's perfect crazy. manipulation and that's perfect why i think infjs like you said are such good food source for narcissistic people uh-huh. especially unhealthy infjs who don't know yes. themselves who don't believe that they need or can be around people who will give to them as much as we give to the you know that uh-huh. we receive we give you know it's a give and take relationship like a lot of unhealthy infjs have this negative self-esteem where they're like oh i don't deserve it i deserve to be with a person who's narcissistic because you know i'm not yeah. worthy of anything better yeah. So and, until we get to a point where we're mature enough to realize, hey, this is skewed and it's not right. And I need to get rid of this freaking relationship um, and like, you know, take care of myself. Until that happens, we're going to be stuck with narcissistic people around us all the time. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm 38 and I still have lots of narcissistic people around me. And I literally have well, to be like, what is going on here? Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I think so. So, and I think that's where things get difficult for people who are not suffering the personality disorder because it's like, but they're so great. You know, there's, if maybe if I can get them to realize that they have enough within them, that they don't have to be like this because they're perfect. They, they are enough, you know, the you're enough statement that that doesn't apply. That's, that's, and, and that's the thing is that, you know, as, as, as altruistic people, we want, like you said, you want people to feel good. You want them to feel better. Just no, you're, you're perfect. You're great. You, you don't need me around. You're perfect. You're great. Yeah. No, that, that does not translate. Yes. That does not translate. And, but it's hard to let go because you think that maybe you're making inroads because they'll sit there and they'll listen to you because yes. still you're being manipulated into being a food source. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to listen to you. Tell me how wonderful I am and how if I just need to believe in myself more. Mm-hmm, keep talking, <laughs> right? You're, you're still acting like a food source. And then at the oh end of the gosh. day, when I don't, when I don't take your advice and I don't get it and I end up in the same spot I was in two days ago and you got to talk to me again, food source. Yes. Oh my so. gosh. This is so brilliant because I, my, my sister, my brother and I, we are the food source for my, for my mom, who's definitely mm-hmm. like, I've realized over the time that she's our, mm-hmm. I love her. She's great. But yeah. she's definitely like needs of like, she doesn't have any internal sense of self-esteem as you said. And so literally mm-hmm. she kind of kind of goes through us as if like, we're like a rotating book of like, yeah. like a Rolodex, you know, like whoever mm-hmm. kind of gives her something. So I've kind of like shut her off completely from that source. I don't give her that, that anything anymore. Yeah. But I used to, obviously. Yeah. So she'd kind of go from me to like my brothers, my sister. And then my brother doesn't give it anymore either. Cause like we kind of been gray rocking her. It's like the term yeah. narcissism, like we're kind of yeah, like yeah. not giving it. Uh, and my sister is the only one left. And like, I feel really bad for her cause I'm, I'm telling her not to do it, but she can't. She's very, she's a nine teacher actually, but very mm-hmm. much an empath and very caring, like really like giving uh, actually it's weird. Maybe she's actually an INFJ and I'm an INTJ because literally we kind of like, I'm definitely like much more like much meaner than her. Um, So like now all of it falls upon my sister and it's very difficult because it's really draining. And until my sister's like, no, this is it. I'm cutting her off. Literally is like all of it is coming from my sister because she has no one else to kind of like get it from. And it's really mm-hmm. fascinating for me to actually watch it because I'm, I'm obviously telling my sister, you know, don't gray rock, gray rock, gray rock. But um, it's really interesting because it's like, there's so many different ways. And then my brother gets sucked in back, sucked back in as well. And then in order to protect mm-hmm. my brother and sister, I'll get sucked in because I was like, no, don't uh-huh. do this to them, you know? And so like, it's yeah. really fascinating because it's very manipulative and very smart. And I'm like, wow, yeah. you could use these brains for like, like <laughs> NASA could have you and like you could change the world. <laughs> exactly. And, and it is, and the thing is that once people become important to us, it is hard that yeah. that is the only answer, that cutting them off is the only answer to getting your energy and your power yes. back yes, because 
it's it is because you really want to believe that people can change but the thing is this we're we're not just talking about behaviors we're talking about a dna level belief that i don't have any internal sense of self and i have to get it from these food sources it has to be that way Mm -hmm. and so until a person is able to reverse that belief that's what it's always going to be. And you know, and, and how, how easily can you reverse your own personality? So difficult. Yeah. You, you can reverse your behavior. You can reverse your ideas about certain things, but reverse your core personality yeah. and revert and then turn it into what, you know, like, what are your options? You haven't been created any other way. Right. What are your options? Mm-hmm. You know? So, so unfortunately for the, for the people on the other side, cutting them off is really the only way or putting, like you said, putting an extreme amount of distance so that you're, you're very rarely involved. But like you said, at any point in time, you can still get sucked in, you know? Um, So like, if, like with, with my ex-husband, I, I had to completely block his number, block all social media, even though we have cats together, but he got them in the settlement. So, so because for him, he would send pictures of the cats to, yeah. to stay, to keep like a little hook. So I had to cut off my cats yes. in order to cut him off. So wow. it's like, you know, wow, but it's so interesting. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to actually, I know we, yeah, yeah, we've been to, I love this topic. It's so interesting. Yeah. I'm so like, I'm really fascinated. Like everything you've shared has been like literally on point. I'm so grateful for you. Um, and I know everyone's going to really, really love this. Like I, I hope everyone actually watches this full thing because it's so, yeah. for me, it was enlightening and I watch a lot of videos in our system. So this is so, so great. Um, maybe we'll do yeah. another session if people have more questions or if yeah. I have more questions. Uh, but I will say goodbye to Jamila right now and goodbye to all of you. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being on the channel and uh, we will see you next time around. Bye. Thanks, Jamila. Bye. You're welcome. See you. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you want to put a face to the voice, you can check out my YouTube channel, Boom Shaka. Bye for now. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com